Brother Metzler and let him minister. Incidentally, Brother Metzler became a grandfather for the first time after he started preaching this meeting. And he's, uh, he's, he says, the most beautiful baby boy you've ever seen. It has a long pointed nose and little chin <laughs> and blonde hair. <laughs> so uh, he could be prejudiced, but we're rejoicing with him. Brother Messler, the Lord bless you. Come and minister. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. How many are happy for Jesus? I really don't feel like a grandpa. Matter of fact is, when I went in to see him today, the nurse says, Now, you're the father, aren't you? (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I said, no, I look like it, but I'm really not. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad that Jesus is alive today? Hallelujah. I wonder if we could sing that chorus tonight. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God for the victory. Have faith in God. I want you to lift your hands with me and let's sing it as a praise to the Lord. And let's just shut everything out for a few moments and let Jesus come down and minister to our hearts and our lives. Because He wants to do something in each life tonight. I believe that. Lift your hands and let's sing it together. Uh, Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Again, have faith for deliverance. Uh, have faith in God. Hallelujah. Have faith in God. Have faith in God for deliverance. Have Praise the Lord and thank God for what He has placed in us. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory, 
We pray, God, that you'll open up our hearts and our lives and you'll just give us the desires uh, that we may have. Uh, Lord, we pray that you'll just speak to lives and they may see the depth uh, of this faith walk and of the presence of God that we dwell in. And, Lord, we're going to give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Aren't you glad you're a Christian? I seem a little bit unsteady up here tonight, you just shout, praise God with me. Praise the Lord. It's one thing to be a father for the first time, but when you suddenly realize you're grandpa, it works on you. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I was thinking one day when I come out of a restaurant and I looked on a piece of money that I had given the waitress... It said there on that money, in God we trust. You begin to go through my mind and through my heart as I begin to read it. What a tremendous statement that is, and yet it's been overlooked for the years by many, many people. The stamped on the money, most of you here tonight have got some in your pocket, and it says in there, in God we trust. In God we trust. What a tremendous statement it is, because everything that we possess, our lives, our hope, our future, what we have, what we will have, the accomplishments of the things that are going to come are based upon that one thing. We must trust in Him. We must have faith in God. Now, the problem is many talk of faith, and they speak of faith, and they talk about all the things of faith, but they're missing one of the great and the main purposes of actually really having faith in the things of God. You see, faith comes from the heart and not from the mind. And I believe there's a tremendous confusion that is going on today in the world about faith coming from the mind. We're beginning to mistake faith as something that an individual places upon his mind. It's like a mind over matter. And thinking of it strong enough and, and continuing to keep it upon your mind uh, and constantly looking at the positive uh, and refusing to look at the negative uh, is a faith walk. But faith goes far deeper than your mind, church. Faith is something that goes way down inside into the heart of the individual. Uh, the Bible says in Romans 10.10, 10, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness has nothing to do uh, with a mental attitude, but it's conviction. Uh, and this man in his heart and in his soul uh, begins to believe in the existence of God and accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and his Savior. And it's something far deeper than we even understand. It's not a matter of keeping your minds on the right thing. And I want you to realize something here. I'm not knocking that because I believe that has its place. I believe we need a positive attitude. And I think we need to just really get our minds on what we're going to do and keep our minds on that. But faith in itself is not that. Faith without knowledge is impossible. Because faith comes from the heart. It's something that is from within. Faith does not look at itself. And I want you to think on that for a moment. Because I believe it offers some interesting questions. Faith doesn't look at itself. Because how often I have heard people say, if I only had enough faith, I know I'd be healed. 
If I just could have enough faith. I've had them come to me time and time again. Oh, brother, pray for me. I need more faith. I need more faith. I know that this situation is there and God could do it if I just had enough faith, but I don't have enough faith. When I say that I don't have enough faith to be healed, or if I had enough faith, I would be healed, I'm confessing that I'm looking to my faith and not to God to heal me. You think on it for a moment. If I had more faith, I'd be healed. Well, listen, church, it's, it's an astounding thing, and it may come as a shock to you, but your faith don't heal you. God does. You see, God is the one that delivers. God is the one that saves. God is the one that heals. God is the one that ministers to the life of the individual. And it is not your faith. When I do this, I think that I don't have enough faith, so I automatically lose whatever faith I did have. Come on. I said, I don't have enough, so I believe that I didn't have enough, and I've lost what I did have if I had any in the future. Or if I had any in the past, I'm not going to have any in the future. Amen. Because our faith is in a person, not in a situation. And this isn't the thing that does the healing within itself, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord God. Hallelujah. And it is not your faith, but it is God that heals you. Hallelujah. It is God that comes down and ministers to your need. Now, I'll tell you something. When you begin to get this in your mind, it's going to change your attitude about faith. Instead of working so hard to begin to muster up something inside to be able to believe on God, you're going to start putting your attention upon God. And the more that you put your attention upon God, the more effect it's going to have upon the heart of your life, and it's going to change you, and you're going to begin to see God in a different light. Hallelujah. You think about it for a moment. You know, I think sometimes God is, is sold short for for the power of positive thinking or for the faith that, that we possess. And most people are trying to have faith, but faith in what? Have faith. I need faith. Well, I believe in order to have faith, you've got to have faith in something. Your faith has to be placed in a person or in someone. And the Bible says to the disciples, when Jesus spoke to them, and He said, If a man says unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast in the sea, and doubt not in his heart, and believe those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. And it's so easy for us to keep our mind upon the fact that we need faith to do that. And there has been sermons that have been preached over and over and over saying, Have faith and you can move a mountain. Have faith and you can do this. But before Jesus made that statement, He said, Have faith in God. Hallelujah. Have faith in God. There has to be a person that you put your faith in. Hallelujah. has to be an individual. I'll tell you something, when you begin to put faith in God, because God is the one that heals. God is the one that delivers. God is the one that does these things. You know, I have confidence in Brother Mitchell. I can't honestly say that my faith is in him, my faith is in God. But I have faith in the man for the things that he's going to do. I believe he's probably one of the most prompt individuals I've ever met in my life. Hallelujah. He tries to say that I'm late. It's not that I'm late. He's just 15 minutes early. That's all. <laughs> Amen. And you know, I, I can be sure as the sun comes up on one side and goes down on the other, that's the way he's going to be. It's the way he's going to be till the day he dies. It's the way he's made. It's the way he's orientated. And I, I believe in that. When 
you begin to have a knowledge of God and begin to understand and look into the things of God, you may have faith in God. He is the one that heals. He is the one that delivers. He is the one that performs your miracles. And I'll tell you something. When I got to the point that I started looking to God and started having faith in God to be able to fulfill what He had promised to me that He was going to do, it began to change my outlook and it began to change my attitude. And I began to look at it in a whole different way. I wasn't trying to muster up God. I was praying and having faith and having confidence in what God had said and what He was going to accomplish. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Hallelujah. And the more that you know and the closer that you gain uh, and your your life becomes involved with God and your faith is wrapped up in God, uh, then God can begin to do miracles and can begin to work upon your life uh, and cause great and mighty things to happen. Faith has no doubt at all, church. Do you believe that? You know, some people, I've heard them talk about doubting Thomas. And they say, Thomas, I, had, I heard a man preach one time, said, Thomas didn't have very much faith. And as I began to look in the Scriptures and begin to read that, I saw that was a great error because it wasn't that Thomas didn't have very much faith. Thomas didn't have any faith at all. Absolutely had none. He said, unless I can put my fingers in the holes in his hands, I don't believe that it's there. Unless I can put my hand in his side, I don't believe that he's alive. I do not believe unless I touch, unless I can feel. You've got to show me. Now, that's not faith. That's not a little faith. That's no faith. There is no doubt in faith. Faith is perfect confidence in what has been said and spoken and in that individual. And I wonder... Sometimes, you know, some people, they speak of it in this particular manner. And when I say this, I'm only fancying, so don't put me down as doctrine. They say, well, so-and-so has more faith than, than I do, and faith is in degrees. And, and, and sometimes I wonder if there are degrees of faith. Either we believe God or we don't believe Him, one or the other. You think about that. If I have only a degree of faith, then I, almost, I also must have a degree of doubt. And if I have a degree of doubt, then there isn't any faith. And I believe that our faith consists in a a belief in God, hallelujah, and trusting in God, because God is the power and the authority uh, and not our ability to be able to be positive in our own minds, uh, but to trust in God to be able to set us free and to minister by the power of His Holy Spirit, hallelujah. Faith, I believe, has a tremendous power in it, when it's released in the things of God. Hallelujah. It has a tremendous power. Hebrews uh, says that ye be not slothful. Hebrews 10.35 That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Faith has infinite patience. There is something about faith that, 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 that we don't understand when it comes to receiving of the things of God because faith is something that has patience that waits until that has been received. There is no doubt, even though the answer has not come to your mind at this particular moment and you have not received the thing that you want to receive, does not mean that you are not going to receive it or that it's not going to come. If there is perfect faith, there is no doubt and there is confidence and continued belief in the things that God said He's going to do. See, that's where faith is. It begins to speak about Abraham. And it said Abraham had faith in God. 
And Abraham had trusted in God. And he had believed in God. And God spoke to Abraham and said, Abraham, you're going to have a son. And the Bible said Abraham being nearly a hundred years old. And Sarah was a very old woman. And God had spoken to him and said, you're going to have a son. And I'm sure that that would have been a shock. It's a shock for me to think about the fact that I'm a grandpa. Hallelujah. Can't get over that. But here's Abraham. I'm wondering how I would feel if I was almost a hundred years old and God came to me and said, John, you're going to have a son. Hallelujah. That'd be a shock. But Abraham believed. He believed God. Now, there is always patience, just like Hebrews says, uh, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the faith and patience receive the inheritance of the promise. Hallelujah. And there is a faith that has to go along with that and patience uh, when God has made a promise to be able to receive uh, the inheritance or the promise that God has given you. God said, all right, you're going to have faith, Abraham, and you're going to have a son. And so Abraham believed God. Now, here he was an old man anyway, but it was 25 years before he got the son. 25 years. It was impossible when he was nearly 100. It was doubly impossible when he was 125. But he believed. And his faith stayed with God in spite of time. Now, faith has confidence in God. Now, if you believe God's going to do something, then you cannot put a time limit on Him because if you do, then you're already admitting the fact that you don't believe. You're saying, I'm going to believe God will do it, but if it doesn't happen by such a time, I'll believe He isn't. That it wasn't His will. That's not faith. That's only hoping inside that that God will do the thing, but if it doesn't happen when you think it should, you've already confessed the fact that it isn't going to happen. Faith is a constant belief and a trust in God that He will never let you down, that He will be with you, and that all the promises that God has laid unto your life will be fulfilled totally because God said they would. Hallelujah. I'll tell you something. That's a different kind of faith than just putting it in your mind. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's something of a life. That we live. It's deep down in the heart. It's something that you do every day. It's something that you step out. And when you start out your day, you know and you have faith that God is with you. And God is going to be with you. The promises that He has made you are going to be fulfilled. Even if there are trials and even if there are things that come up against you. You don't sit down, but you immediately say, I know God is on the throne. I know God is alive. I have confidence in Him. In God we trust. I continue to believe in the promises of God. And you walk on in that faith. Faith life in the promise of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'll tell you something. Here's where many of us fail. Right at that particular point of having patience with the promises of God. We'll gladly receive the promise. And we'll gladly take what God says that He's going to do. But when it comes down to patience. Patience. Think about it. Oh, I know God's going to do it. But why? Why hasn't it happened? If God is going to perform this miracle, why doesn't it happen? You know, I thought about Moses when God had caused that baby to be born. And here at the very time that Moses was born, and even before that, for that matter, that that was a part of the plan of deliverance for the children of Israel. He had chosen his man. And here he was a baby in the bulrushes, had to grow up. 
30, 40 years old. And finally when he got to be that old, surely God, you can do something now. But then he had made an error and God had to take him out in the desert and put him in the school of his wisdom for 40 more years before he could bring him back and take Israel out to the land of Egypt. And all these years, uh, when they cried to God and God heard their cry, I'm sure they began to wonder, if God heard us, why hasn't something happened? If God has heard our prayers, why hasn't He released us? But you see, God was always moving. He was moving toward deliverance. He had never turned a deaf ear to them. He had heard every cry. He was in charge of the whole situation. He was leading them step by step into the place that He wanted them to be. They didn't see the plan of God because we're humans, little individuals here. We don't know that all that God is doing, but that's where faith and trust comes in. We put our hand in the hand of the Almighty and say, God, I don't see the full plan. I don't see all that You're doing, but I know You are God and I have faith in You and I'm going to believe you, God. I don't care what the results or what the circumstances may appear to be. My trust is continually going to be in you. Hallelujah. Brother, I'll I'll tell you, that's the kind of life that God begins to use. And you know, that kind of an individual experiences things that are totally different. See, we have faith. When someone is strong in faith and they talk about an individual that has a tremendous faith life and a faith walk, we automatically picture a man with balls of fire out on the ends of his fingers who never has any problems and every time he touches somebody, they're healed. He's always got money in his pockets. Always has everything going his way. Amen. But faith isn't always like that. You see, if you had the answer to every prayer, then you wouldn't need any faith to get it. Faith wouldn't even be necessary. And so God makes promises to every one of us, and we live a life of faith with confidence in God. Now, somebody way back there years ago, when they stamped that in the American coin, was a man that knew something about God, and he said, we want the American people to know that we trust in God. But you know, so long, so many places along the way, people have forgotten about it. And they don't even realize what it means anymore. In God we trust. It means having faith. Having confidence, uh, putting our trust in God. Hallelujah. I've had people come to me and said, why? Why does this happen? I don't understand that. And I've often said, that's where trust comes in. Glory to God. You ever had somebody come to me and someone you have real confidence in? Somebody you really trusted. They could come to you. You know, Brother Mitchell, he could come to me and say, Brother, I'm going to be doing some things that are going to look very strange. And you may think that I have lost my mind. And you may think that I've gone way out in left field somewhere. But I want you to know that I'm doing something that I feel is right in my heart, and I want you to trust me. You're going to see that it'll work. You know what? I trust Him. Amen. I trust Him because I have confidence in Him. Now, it's like this with God. God has laid down in His Word and He says, Look, all of these things that I have promised you, you're not going to see the fulfillment of everything that you want at the time that you want to see it. You're not going to have a life of ease and of prosperity with no problems or difficulties. You're not going to go on without experiencing a few setbacks here and there. And he said, you're not going to know all the answers to these things. But I am the Lord thy God, and I want you to trust me. I want you to have faith in me. Your faith has to be in someone. And our faith is in God. Praise the Lord. And when our confidence and our faith is in Him, then what a tremendous release that it can bring upon our lives as long as we become patient that the fulfillment of those promises that have been given by God shall be fulfilled to our lives.
expectations. Glory to God. That after you've asked the promise, that you receive, or asked the, the thing of the Lord, that you receive the promise thereof. Hallelujah. And you know so many times, I've asked God for certain things, and I've said, Lord, now I have a need here, and I have a need there. And God, I, I want you to provide this need. And I've looked every day and every day, and finally after a few days and a few weeks, uh, I begin to get weary of looking. And I think, oh God, maybe it isn't going to happen. Maybe it isn't going to come to pass. And then I'll have to catch myself and say, no, Lord, I put my trust in you, and I'm just going to go on. And, and even when I say that, I have a hard time doing it. Amen. Even when I say it, you know, I, I told you about the time when God had told me I was going to Hong Kong and I didn't have any money. And I'll never forget when I went to that airport with that checkbook and I didn't have any money to pay for the bill, even though I was bold as far as people were concerned. I had it all figured out. You know, John, he's, he's got the faith. And I walked out and I said, praise God, even if I don't have the money, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to get that ticket anyway and God's going to provide it. But brother, there were some strange things going on inside here. Saying, brother, you're crazy. You're a nut. You're a fanatic. You better not do this. You better not react that way. You know it's not going to happen. You're going to go down there and write a bad check. You're going to be in jail. Amen. And I was fighting this, and I had to resist it continually. And I had to keep saying, my faith is in God. My faith is in God. My faith is in God. Not in that checkbook. And that... Spirit kept telling me, yeah, but that checkbook's what pays the bills, and that checkbook's what keeps them off your back. And, and you may believe in God, but God doesn't go around writing checks with no money in it. And I just had to keep believing, believing, believing. And you know, just before I got to the airport, sure enough, here come my brother, put his arm around me, said, you know, I know God sent you to Hong Kong because God just spoke to me to send you. Praise the Lord. You see, God didn't necessarily want me to write a bad check. That was my human thinking. Of how I was going to just believe God and step out and do it anyway. But see, God had the thing all planned. And because of our own human attitudes and our own human thoughts, we can't just release it and have confidence and faith in Him. We've got to try to, to figure the thing all out before it's done. And it usually always comes out totally different than what you anticipated. I used to have my life all planned out. John Messer, evangelist. You're going to be an evangelist, and I've told Brother Mitchell this many, many times. I don't think I'll ever pastor another church as long as I live. Ever. Amen. God called me to be an evangelist. But you see, you don't know all the things that God has in store for your life. You don't know all the things that are in the future. You cannot see around the corner. God knows all of those things. And that's why we have to put just complete trust and faith in God and say, Lord, I'm walking down here blindfolded, but I know that you're there, and I know that you can see me, and I know that you're with me. Hallelujah. I remember one day when a friend of mine down in Los Angeles, California, we took off from his little airport. Took off. We were flying across the water, and I was looking down at the waves and we were talking about the waves and all this, and messing around up there doing uh, some different things in that airplane. And all of a sudden, I saw a cloud here and another cloud here and another cloud here, and he started closing in. And he says, boy, it's cloudy over here. He says, maybe we better kind of turn around and go back because we're out over the Pacific Ocean. It's kind of hard to find your way around out there. 
And so he began to turn around, and those clouds started closing in, and more and more and more. I never saw anything come in so fast. Finally, we got over the Fulton Airport. We could see the runway down there, but they wouldn't let us land. Visibility was too low, so you can't do it. you got to go to Long Beach. So we went to Long Beach. By the time we got to Long Beach, it closed in there. said, we can't land here either. And so finally they said, go to Torrance. So we went to Torrance, and it closing in there. And pretty soon we were having to come in, and he called in. He said, I want to land by instruments. And so they called back, and they began to put us on some kind of a radio signal, and the clouds were closing in. I couldn't hear see a thing, and I was getting nervous as a, as a cat on a hot tin roof. And uh, he was trying to be bold, but he was too, because I could see the beads of perspiration coming out on his forehead. Amen. And we just kept getting lower and lower and lower. And I, I remember those men, as he was talking to them on the radio, they had him in their sights then. They were telling us we were all right. You know, and I said, my God, I hope they're right. And I knew at that particular point, brother, I've got to have faith or, or confidence in those men because they've got my life in their hands. And in that case, they could have goofed and we'd have been dead. But you see, in God you need a confidence to know that He is holding your entire soul. You may not see what's going on around you. You don't know a thing, but He does, and He can see it. And He can say, all right, now you just, you're going fine. Make a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right. Just keep going. I know where you're going. I see the whole thing. You don't understand it. You have no idea, but you have faith in God, and your trust is in Him. Hallelujah. Now, if you're sitting up there in the airplane just saying, well, now, I, I've got all the instruments here. I've got all the things, and I'll just guide it right on down. If you don't have somebody working with you, you might as well forget it. And it's true with God. Your faith in itself is nothing. Just believing or just having faith is worthless. Your confidence must be in someone who is greater and is stronger and put total confidence in Him that He'll guide you and that He'll lead you into a place of completeness in the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you, that kind of confidence and that kind of faith is one of the greatest things that will ever happen. Boy, when it begins to get a hold on you, you stop losing some of that fear that had gripped your heart. You start worrying about some of the problems that were there. You stop forget, worrying about all the things that you thought were going to come over you. And you just go on in confidence and faith. That's how Paul could say, I know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. They may not appear that way right now, but I have faith and confidence in Jesus uh, that He's going to guide me in the right direction. All these things that I don't understand, they're in His hand. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the name of the Lord. I remember when I told you last night about that moth that came in the church at Greg's. And all through the service, I just kept saying, Lord, I know what you, you know what you're doing. I know that you've got things to control, because I sure don't. Amen. You know, a lot of times things will get completely out of our control, but God has them in His. And we have that confidence. Glory to God. And I want you to know this is the kind of faith that He was speaking of, about Abraham. In Romans, the fourth chapter, the 19th verse, it said, And, and are confident that of thyself that thou art... Wait a minute, I got... The wind blew my Bible and I got the wrong Scripture. Hallelujah. And being not weak in faith, in the 19th verse, he considered not his own body dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Faith in what? In God. Strong in faith, giving glory to God 
and being fully persuaded that he had promised, he had promised, he was able also to perform. And I want you to notice how God put that. said, he considered not, considered not his own body, the the weakness and the difficulty. And these are usually the places that we begin to get weakened when we're trying to have faith in God. The first thing we see is the obstacle. Impossible. But Abraham considered not the obstacle or the age of his body or the weakness of his own body. The Bible said that he staggered not at the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not become involved with with the complicated things uh, that, that could prove that it would never happen uh, because his faith was confident that God was able to fulfill what he had promised. Hallelujah. He staggered not. Uh, he considered not uh, being fully persuaded. Hallelujah. That he that made the promise uh, was totally able to fulfill that promise. Hallelujah. What a tremendous thing that is. If you came to me tonight, handed me a check for a million dollars, said, John Metzler, I want to invest this into your ministry. I'll have to be totally honest with you. I think I would stagger at it. I think that I would consider it possibly not to be worthwhile. I would also be unpersuaded that it was really legitimate Amen. Because I don't have the confidence that any of you here have the ability to write me out a check for a million dollars and stick it into my hands. Maybe you do. I don't know. But I don't have that confidence. But if John D. Rockefeller came up to me and handed me a check for a million dollars and said, I want you to have this as a gift into the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, then I would believe it. Because I know he has the ability to provide what he says on that check. I know He's got it. And likewise it is with the things of God. Our confidence in the Lord is knowing Abraham was fully fully persuaded that he that had made the promise was totally able to fulfill it. And so our confidence is God is knowing that when God has said it and spoken it, that He is able to fulfill and to bring to pass the very thing that He has spoken to you and to do. And then your confidence... In that fact, praise God, is your faith unto God. You're confident that He's going to heal your body because He's able to do it. You're confident that He has promised you that He would meet all your financial needs. So you don't worry about it anymore. You just put complete confidence and trust in Him because He's able to fulfill that promise. Hallelujah. You're confident in the fact that He's able to keep you until the day of the Lord because His Word has said so. And you know that God is able. And so therefore you just walk in complete confidence and faith saying, Lord, I know there are many things that come at me, but I'm not worried about that because I have confidence in Him who has made the promise and He's able to fulfill it and He's going to take me right on through this is the promise of His Word. Brother, that is the kind of faith that really begins to operate. Praise the Lord. And it produces, not only in your life, but in the life of others. We sometimes mistakenly look at faith as a gift to be able to use, to go around zap people and set them free and to exalt our own ego and everything of this nature. But faith is a life, a walk, something that we do day by day that brings tremendous strength to each individual that begins to see it and put their confidence in God. Hallelujah. He is the one that does the work. Can you say amen? Let's lift up our hands to Him and let's worship Him right now.
Oh, thank you, Jesus. Andalabarondo 